And we are now joined by, well, TV presenter, you know, Melbourne radio legend and wine lover. It's good morning to Stephen Quartermain. Good morning, team. How are we today? Yeah. Very, very well. Thank you on this beautiful good Sunday morning. morning. It is It is a great... It's been a while since we've had a Sunday morning like this, Steve. It's, it's absolutely lovely out there. <laughs> it's a shock. Well, because I know you're a bit of a you're a you're a bit of a race man, so I've seen some photos of you up recently out at the races. How was the spring racing carnival for you? Uh, well, it was it was fantastic. Yesterday was an unbelievably good day. Uh, the weather wasn't very kind, unfortunately, the first couple of days, or yeah. the first three days. So that, but the crowd still got out, out there. Look, it was just great to have a crowd after you know two years of COVID, where basically it was a ghost town during the cup carnival so just to have people back there was tremendous weather wasn't great but didn't really bother people too much they just wanted to have a good time so i would i would give it a, a nine out of ten <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah as you say it's actually just fantastic to get out and about again i went to see a show uh maybe four or five months ago with my auntie in town and it was melbourne comedy festival was on and there were a bunch of shows on and we're all out on collins street and there were about fifteen thousand people and i didn't know what to do with myself yeah, it really was a shock to the system, wasn't it, when we got back into the, I suppose you want to call it the real world? Yeah. But uh, fortunately, well, it looks like COVID's gone now. I think I mean, we've done all we can do. Yeah. Uh, we've, all, we've all got yeah. uh, vaccinated, <clears throat> and, and now we just got to get on with our lives. What was it like? Oh, let's be honest, I think the flu seems far far worse than COVID now. The flu <laughs> people are getting, it's dreadful. Oh, the, ma- the man uh, flu. <laughs> well, I knocked a few people around this year, the flu. That was a really yeah. bad dose this year. I yeah. know. Well, let's hope uh, during summer we don't have to worry about that. Being a sports broadcaster and someone who's worked on things like the Olympics, what was it like watching the Olympics with nobody there? Well, that was was weird. (laughs) But I think we got got used to it, didn't we? I mean, obviously that was was postponed for a year and it was very stringent over there with uh, with COVID. But they got the job done, which was good. Uh, I suppose watching on TV didn't really affected that much the events were still the events obviously it lacked a bit of atmosphere as yeah. did you know things like football and, and cricket over the past couple of years but uh i think those at home were pretty well spoiled because most of most of the big sporting events still went on so that was that was at least something for us to do and it, it's amazing actually if you think about it that any of these sports actually kept going at all to have a footy season it was it, it saved a lot of people and you know I work at Dan Murphy's and I would daily get people coming in and saying mate it's me coming into a shop like Dan's and then watching the footy that's what's getting us through uh, <laughs> Dan's and footy got me through too yeah <laughs> <laughs> so you I know I've been texting you for a while on Instagram you're wondering well what why does this guy want to get me on the wine show and I'll take you back to what made me think about it first, Steve, and it, it was on the panel back, way back in the day. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was James Pods Yardley was a guest on there yeah. and you were interviewing him and, and you said to him something like, so I hear you're getting married to this Claire girl and a uh, pretty handy winery that her family owns. So <laughs> what's, what's, the, yeah. what's the story with what, why do you love wine so much? When did it begin? With my parents very, very early on when I was, barely 10 or 11 12 and i reckon on sunday nights when we had our family roast mum was was a beautiful cook and an english woman yeah and we used to have the traditional sunday roasts on sunday night and they would always have some wine and but i remember very early on when i was well underage i used to have my treat on a sunday night was a bit of red wine with lemonade <laughs> oh 
<laughs> oh god what sort of red wine was mixed with the lemonade <laughs> i know i know hey i was only 11 or 12 but uh, that's that was, hilarious that that was my first experience, I think, from memory with oh, wine. Wow. And, uh, and then as I went on, I, you know, I got rid of the lemonade and mm. enjoyed a glass of wine. And uh, you know, by the time I was, uh, let me see, 16 or 17, or even though it was obviously illegal to drink underage, mm. um, you know, I enjoyed a glass of wine with my meal on a Sunday night. And uh, my parents were, were real foodies and uh, they, they liked, liked their wine and a lot of friends liked their wine. And... I sort of became interested in it. Yeah, it's actually a very European thing to have, to give your kids like a little bit of a taste of something, a bit of a smell and a taste. And, you know, I grew up in a wine household too and we're always allowed to have a little taste and a smell. But I like that kind of European mentality of introducing children to a little, you know, without being controversial about it, it's sort of going to give them an appreciation for wine a lot earlier without being, Mm. you know, drinking it, you know what I mean? I agree with that, and I also think it helps you respect respect alcohol. Yeah. I think if you have someone that can yeah. can guide you along the way and, and explain to you what it is and what it does, I think that's a really good idea. And not everyone will agree with us, and, that, and that's fine. I respect that their point of view as well. Mm. But I, I think if you can sit there in a controlled situation and educate children about the the good and the bad and the ugly of alcohol, I think it's a it's a valuable lesson in life. Yeah, it is indeed. And look, I'm I come from as I say, this very Australian family, and um, you know my parents were very much about you know by the time I was eighteen, I, I didn't actually start drinking wine until I was in my twenties, but um, they said they were trying to explain to me the importance of socially enjoying wine with people, and it's exactly what you're saying. It's it's a bit of education around around what wine is and what it means it's not so much about the alcohol or drinking it's about what wine means to scenarios and um and i actually found that quite interesting but needless to say in the beginning when i was trying you know like a my first barossa shiraz i need to have like a liter of water next to me as well because i found it very <laughs> overpowering but I don't have to do that now, now i have one glass of water or a liter of wine but um <laughs> Uh, but uh, but, it, but it is very true. It's um, and there there is a certain respect that you get for for wines when when you're when it's approached in that way in a familial environment. Yeah, and and I think the thing that I've certainly learned along the, the years is that wine complements food and vice versa. And, and mm. uh, I think that, that it, you know drinking a glass of wine is an event, and usually it's yeah. with food, and and it, it is a, it's something Absolutely. I really enjoy doing. Yeah. So you mentioned Shiraz. That's what you kind of started uh, started with. Is that still one of your faves? What's uh, what yeah. what what are your go tos? You know what, I, Shiraz is something that um, I probably eliminated from my my drinking, and, mm. and that was for quite some time. But I've just started falling back in love with it again. Mm. I don't know why I had a. It was a bit like Chardonnay. I think I, I sort of fell out of love with it for a while. Um, but I'm certainly back now. The last 12, 18 months, I've really got back into big, bold Australian Shirazes, albeit yeah. much, less quant- much less quantities than I used to drink. Yeah. Well, yeah. It, it's yeah. They're, they're kind of wines. I think that the Barossa in particular is bringing back that old school sort of 70s, 80s freshness to the wines. You know, we were just talking mm. with Andrew Quinn from Hentley Farm, Stephen, and, you know, he's talking about freshness. And I could, uh, yeah. I could name a wine from Shield Estate, for instance, right? 
called the Mururu, and it, all the fruit used to go into Rockford Basket Press and was picked really late. The vineyard was planted in 1847. It's down in Lindock, so southern Barossa. It's only very, very small, but it's and it's not cheap wine. It's 200 bucks. Yeah. But you know what? It's got such freshness and elegance, and it, it reminds me of what wines used to be like because I've tried all those old Barossa wines, you know, from the 80s and the 90s, uh, and they started yeah, getting pretty big. Off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I mean, the modern winemaking is, I mean, they do an amazing job and, and freshness is, a, is one of the keys. And, uh, yeah, I think there's so many great wines we make in this country and it really, really this, and there's no right or wrong, just whatever no. you, you like to drink. So if you like the big gutsy Shirazes, go for it, I reckon. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, yeah. I'd probably like my wines a, little, a bit more finesse, a bit more subtlety these days than the, the old-fashioned ones. Yeah, and of course that that first story I told about Claire Podziadley, and that was in reference to Mount Mary. Um, you're a bit of a Mount Mary fan. Oh, when I when I lucky enough to have a taste. Uh, <laughs> yes, not, it's, it's, not a, it's not a quaffer, is it? Well, no, but I, I, have you tried the the 2020 vintage, Steve? Because they're very small quantities, no. but bloody good wines. No, no I haven't. I, I've, I've most. Stuff I get usually has got a bit of age on it with them when I yeah. when I'm lucky enough to taste them out, Mary. But yeah. no, it's not something that I, uh, to be honest, it's not something I would have too often. Uh, yeah. Obviously, because of the the price range, it's not it's a it's a sensational wine, but it's a, it's a real special occasion wine. Obviously, with yeah. the price tag. But uh, Sam Middleton's yeah. a big Hawthorne man, and you're a big Hawthorne man, and there's obviously the connection with Jordan Lewis. So surely yeah. they could surely they could make something happen for you, mate. Oh, well, uh, yes, but they're, they're those three, and of course with Anthony Guiana, the, the three of them are yeah. making a beautiful, a fantastic uh, Pinot Noir, and I think they're branching out doing a couple of other things as well. Yeah, uh, that's a that's been a fantastic one. I think that's been a, I think it's in its third year. Yeah, that's right. Um, so they're on the twenty one vintage now, and um, DML is the name of the wine. Yes. So yes. yeah, it's a side project for Mount Mary and Hoddles Creek and Jordan Lewis of all things. Yeah. And uh, yeah, the the twenty one Mornington is an absolute beaut and I loved the 2020 Yarra Valley as well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, those the, the two guys that are actually professional winemakers do make some amazing wine. So, uh, to you know, Hoddles Creek Estate, they're, they're mates of mine and uh, yeah. they probably they make some of the best value wines in the country. Oh, I couldn't disagree. Honest. I couldn't disagree with you there. The, the Chardonnay is, what, 20, 25 bucks? Yeah, the and... Chardonnay and the Pinot Noir is about the same price and honestly, they're... They're, they really punch above their weight big time. Oh, massively, massively. So I, I'm gathering from that that you shop at uh, Boccaccio a little bit then as well? Oh, I do a lot of shopping at Boccaccio. <laughs> <laughs> well, I love Boccaccio. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a fantastic place, though, and, and I do a lot of my, most of my food shopping there these days too. Oh, they've, yeah. they've, got some, they've got just about everything you need. I, if anyone wants to, uh, you know, just... Go there. So we've, we've got a function or we've got a, something at home. Just you can go to Picacho and get everything done there. And I mean absolutely everything from cheese to, to meats to um, groceries to wine to beers or whatever you want to get. They've got it all there. It's a fantastic set of the Deanna family, a legend in that business. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's well worth a trip. So it sounds like you're, you are quite a foodie. Like uh, you mentioned that your mum was a really good cook. Um, are, you, are you a bit of a chef yourself in the kitchen? Yeah, I love cooking. Uh, it's pretty hard day to day usually when I'm on holidays is when I got stuck stuck into it because obviously I mm. then get home till rather late every night so I, I don't really yep. have time but on the weekend time. I cook I like I like to do slow cooking um you know I've mm. been actually been doing a lot of brisket recently mm. so yes. that's been a lot oh. of fun yep. um and that's a so just like just dabbling around but uh 
Yeah, very much a foodie. My, my parents were very much into food, so uh, that's something I learned at a very young age, and uh, and now I've instilled in my children as well. We we love getting out, we love eating, and love feasting. And then and drinking good wines. Look, you mentioned earlier that um, you went away from Shiraz for a while until about the last uh, eighteen months or so. You also went away from Chardonnay, like well, most people did. Uh, when when you did go away from them, what what, what were you beginning to uh, to move towards? What sort of varietals? Probably a lot more um, Pinot Noir, uh, right. a, lot, a lot of lighter wines, uh, and also, mm-hmm. to be honest, I've been drinking a lot of uh, probably the last oh, seven or eight years. I've been drinking predominantly Italian wine. Um, yes, sounds a bit un- it did great. It sounds a bit un-Australian, I know, but I've got um, a couple. No, of well, we're producing some amazing Italian varietals. So that's okay. Yeah, I've got a couple of friends who are in the the Italian wine business, so they uh, I buy a lot of my wine through through them and uh, mm-hmm. just abs- and including Boccaccio, of course. Yeah. Uh, and I, I've really, really loved my Italian wine, and I think it's it's certainly a wine where you need food. It's not the sort of wine yeah. you can sit down yes. and yep. knock over, you know, half a bottle just sitting there. It's it's a very much a a food complemented um, wine. I think the Italian wine. So I've been drinking Absolutely. a lot of that. Yeah, but I, I still do love Australian Chardonnay. Fallen back in love with that, and 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 Pinot Noir. Yeah, and you've done a fair bit of travel through Italy. Is that right, Steve? Because I've seen no, 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 no embarrassing, nothing. Embarrassingly, I've never been. Re- oh, really? Very, oh my gosh, that sacrilege! You've, you've <laughs> got to change that, Steve. So, well, this is the story. So, I've, the last two years, <laughs> I've booked a trip, and it's oh, been cancelled okay. because of COVID. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I am going early next year. It's a three weeks. Right. Uh, it's, it's booked, paid for. I'm starting up Wonderful. at Barolo and making my, all my way nice. down, my way all the way down to Sicily. So I am oh. in that big box next year. Yeah, right. Well, I just assume because you've got so many Italian wines on your Instagram. Yeah, I know. You must be over there drinking these things. It's so. embarrassing, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> no, he's just over here drinking them. <laughs> well, yeah, but there's some pretty good wines. So do you, you've got a, a deep love for aged Barolo? Yes. Yes, again, it's uh, very much a special occasion wine. But I, I honestly believe Italian wine is probably about the best value wine in the world. Yeah, right. Yeah. You can get some sensational bottles of wine. Even You can buy them here and you can spend under $20 and get a great Italian wine. So I, I think yeah, it's, a, it's a great value wine. It's a great food wine. Uh, I love Nebbiola. I think it's the king of grapes. Yeah, right. Um, uh, so, I, yeah, I very, very much love my Italian wine and... Uh, just been and, and French, obviously. French is, is, is the classic wine as well. So um, I, I try, I try and do as best I can and drink as much Australian, but uh, very much a fan of Italian and, and and French. And you can get some, as I said, even French wines. You can get some great value wines. Oh, oh of course. Mm. Well, especially when you're actually in France. Um, do you drink a lot Which... of Italian white, or are you more are you predominantly a red? Uh, no, I, I drink white as well, um, but uh, probably more red. I think probably when it comes to white, we we dabble more Australian. Um, Australians make some great white, so I probably tend to drink more Australian white. But yeah, you know, I, I love Chablis and I love a lot of the the, mm. the Italian wine, so they 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 do make some good ones. But I like to I like to uh, to have a bit of variety. And uh, you say you're going to end up in Sicily there, so of course the some of the cool wines from the, you know, Passo Pisciaro and um, all those lovely Pietro Dolce Nerolo Mascalesi's and stuff. They're, yes. they're quite different to a lot of varieties, though, aren't they? Because they're they're kind of funky and minerally, yes. but they still have yep. lightness and deftness, don't they? Yeah, that's you've touched on the perfect word there, funky. 
Uh, and yeah, look, min- the min- minerality is is very different. They're they're great wines. I've got a lot of friends mm. that are into wine that that think that Sicilian wines are the best. Yeah, uh, they are. They, like, they are magnificent. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, just great wines. But uh, uh, probably you know still maybe all those ago, but um, <laughs> still the key. <laughs> uh, uh, I, I, I do I do love this. I do love the Sicilian wines. So I can't wait to get down there. And I think we're spending about four or five days down there. So. Nice. That so, is going to be very so where, what, where are you actually going? I spent a good two and a half weeks there a few years ago. Where where will you go? Uh, the itinerary is still being done, but we're basically starting it up north and basically mm-hmm. driving all the way down uh, then to Rome, getting a flight to Sicily, uh, coming back to Rome. But we're going pretty much top to bottom. We're actually going on a winery tour, so we're visiting... Um, the producers that my friend imports. So we, wow. we're basically doing two wineries a day for two, two and a half weeks. So it's going to be uh, challenging. <laughs> Brilliant. Oh, yeah. You're going to have, your, gonna say, have your chops on there, mate. <laughs> I, I was actually, uh, with my question, I was referring to what you're going to be doing for the, where you're going to be for the four or five days in Sicily specifically. No, I, 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 that itinerary is still being done. And that, moment, yes, so. yeah. Can I just suggest, please yes. go to a place called Chefalu. C-E-F-A-L-U, Chefalu. It is north yep. and it is absolutely gorgeous. So, you know, not too far from Palermo, um, but it's pretty much smack bang in the middle of the of north. It's just gorgeous. And I don't know if you'll get time to get down to Artesia. Now, these are obviously a little bit further away from wine regions, although they're like, you know, dotted all around the place. Yeah. It's a very special place to go. Do 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 try and get to Chefalu. Okay, I will. Uh, I will put that on the list. I'm sure we've got a bit of free time, so we'll. Uh, I'm trying to just cram as much in and. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so well, because you've got to you've got to kind of do like Brunello de Montalcino territory and all the Tuscany stuff and like yep. try try all those wines because, I reckon some of the great wines coming out of Italy are those IGT wines. You know, just coming out of the middle there, the Sangio Cabernet blends, not necessarily super Tuscans, but. Um, you know, Bulgari wines, they're, they're absolutely awesome because they have the savouriness of Italian wines and, and the structure, but they, they're medium-bodied. And a lot of, a bit like a lot of the, the great young winemakers here, I mean, Italians and, and, you know, and the French are very traditional in a lot of ways, but that is slowly starting to change. I mean, you see, I mean, God forbid, they, they, have, they make Stelvin wines now over <laughs> yeah. there. You know, so the, the thing, things are changing and there's a lot of modern winemaking techniques happening both, you know, in France and in Italy. So... Again, and it opens opens it up to um, to a whole wide range, new range of wine drinkers. I think so. It's it's exciting. Yeah, and they've always done stuff, you know, like skinsy wines and all that sort of things up in the northeast and as well. Are you are you into that sort of stuff? Are you try some of the new modern, well, old school pet nats and skinsy stuff, Steve, or is that something that just passes you by? Probably pass me by at this stage. Yeah, but, uh, I'm open to anything. I'm looking forward after this call. You can text me with all your recommendations and I'm going to go through yeah. <laughs> Well, I, I, Yeah, I mean, it's just one of those things where I, I think the people, winemakers talk about these great new things and it's like actually the, that's what wine was like 500 years ago. So yeah. I, I kind of like that old school tradition and I guess my, the point of my question was Italy is seen as a very traditional place but there are young and hip people and new winemakers yep. doing all sorts of yep. cool stuff. Yeah, exactly. So that's exciting. As I said, it opens up to a, to a whole new market of you know, young wine drinkers, and that's important. 
No, absolutely. Fantastic. And so this is uh, early next year, is it? What, uh, what yes. What's the big thing coming? I suppose um, you've got to get back for the footy season to watch Hawthorne lose to the I Sydney will. Swans at I'm, some point. It's fine. It's fine beautifully. It'll be, the trip will be done and dusted by the, before the football season starts. It'll be, in, uh, it'll be uh, early spring, late winter, early spring uh, in, uh, in Italy when I'm over there. But uh, yeah. it'll be... Uh, it'll be very exciting and you know, as I said it's embarrassing that I've never been but uh, <laughs> fingers crossed it'll third time lucky after having the trip cancelled uh, the last two years uh, and just before we let you go uh, Stephen uh, what's happening in the Quartermain household for Christmas do you get a big family gathering or something small and intimate uh, just a, we have a small intimate family because my uh, my brother uh, lives in Perth so they're all their families over there it right. makes it very hard to get together so it's pretty much just my family and uh, just a little extended family but we sit down and uh, have a big feast, uh, open up some really spectacular wines uh, and basically start at, you know, lunchtime and finish when we finish. So yeah. it's always, it's mm-hmm. always a bit, we always open, you know, something really special on Christmas Day. I think that's, that's the one day where, you know, you get family, yeah. close family around and you can really, really lash out and uh, if, if, if the budget allows to, um, to taste some spectacular stuff, which we, we always do Christmas Day. Yeah, and it's a yeah. fabulous thing. Uh, Stephen Quartermain, thanks so much for spending some time with us here on a Sunday morning on The Wine Show Australia. Oh, no, my, my, my absolute pleasure. So thanks for having me. Cheers. Good on you. Thanks, Steve. Stephen Quartermain there.